0: Welcome, everyone, to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Botcher. Terrific. This episode is Ice Age Animals Part 2. Last episode, we covered some of the massive herbivores of the time, some real giants. This time, we are going to focus our attention to Ice Age predators. Uh, We will be covering saber-toothed cats, short-faced bear... Ancient Cheetahs and Dire Wolves. And I believe you you have a surprise for us too, right, yeah, Dave? Okay, yeah. Cool. So it's going to be a really good episode. I honestly learned so much in re- researching this one. Uh, this might be an, a new favorite episode, at least for me. But Dave, last week I said that we would cover terror birds as well. You yeah, remember that? Yeah. I know you were really excited yeah. to, co- to learn about terror b- birds. We're not going to do that. Today in this episode, but what we are going to do instead of, for sake of time, since this episode is already over twenty five pages long that I wrote, hand wrote. Wow, <laughs> I do I handwrite these all the time because I don't have a proper <laughs> laptop. But oh well, <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's in the Stone Age. Yeah, it comes after much. the Ice Age. Yeah. Uh, um, so what we will do is we're gonna do a bonus episode all on terror birds. We'll make like a 20-minute bonus episode, is my idea. Okay. That sounds pretty cool. And yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll cover We'll do that in the next few days, probably. So don't okay. worry. We are going to cover terror birds.
1: Yeah.
0: And we hope everyone enjoyed learning about uh, giant Ice Age creatures last episode. We talked about mammoths, mastodons, giant sloths, giant rhinos, giant beaver, uh, giant armadillo turtles called glyptodons. Uh, so definitely go. It was that was a really good one last yeah, week. So yeah. uh, be sure to check it out if you haven't yet. And as always, we are joined in the studio by everyone's favorite cheetah, Professor Cheetor. Good evening, gentlemen. I'm glad you finally decided to put out a new episode. And Matt,
1: I will be grading you on your cheetah knowledge today.
0: Oh, i I'm ready for it, Cheetor. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Oh, no promises though. <laughs> But, uh, uh, and as always, we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to us. Uh, it's really awesome. To, uh, we're glad that you're out there. It really, We really do appreciate it. So if you enjoy the show, something you can do to contribute is go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you use. Be sure to give us a review. Give us five stars and just say something you like about the show. Whatever you want to say. The ratings and reviews really do help our podcasts kind of get out there, gain more attention, gain gain more listeners. So it means more than you think. So please go ahead and do that for us. But Dave, what do you say we just get, get down into it? Let's do it. But first, I don't even remember if we did this last episode, but... We're going pretty far back in time. Oh, that's true. Well, uh, the furthest I think we've ever gone. It's 10,000 years, at least 10,000 years back. So, Dave, we need to brush off the old time machine. Sometime, somewhere. That's right. We are going really far back, and we are going to talk about some ice age predators. And let's start with possibly the most iconic and well known predator of the time. The saber-toothed cat and Smilodon. Okay. So Smilodon, we're going to particularly focus on them, was a member of the saber-toothed cat family. There were actually quite a few different saber-toothed cat species. And there were actually three different Smilodon species. Uh, So these cats are commonly referred to as saber-toothed tigers, even though they're not even closely related to tigers at all,
1: or oh, they're not even related
0: to any existing cats, huh. so it's kind of a misleading term as calling them tigers. So I try to I I don't I try not to do it. Okay, but uh, I'm quickly going to go over the three species of Smilodon. The smallest is named uh, Smilodon gracilis, I think. <laughs> it lived mainly in North America and was about the size of a modern-day jaguar. Okay. And then there is Smilodon Fatalis. That's, Ooh. that's a badass name there, yeah. which is the main one that we associate with when we think of uh, Smilodon or a saber-toothed cat. This is this is the poster boy for all of them. Okay. And, and that's the one that we're going to focus on mainly today as well. Uh, they were mainly in north america and they were they they weighed around 350 all the way up to 750 pounds wow. they could get up to so big but they aren't even the largest Gee. there's actually a, a slightly larger one named smilodon populator i don't know Ooh, how wow. i don't i don't quite get that name but yeah. uh this one is was actually found in south america and weighed anywhere from 480 to 960 pounds.
2: Oh, interesting. Oh, that's a big pussy cat. <laughs> you know their names kind of sound like uh, uh, the names of uh, or nicknames of fighters. You know. <laughs> G- Gracilius uh,
0: Fatalis. Fatalis.
2: Oh yes. What's what's his last name? No. And then uh, what was the other one? Populator. Oh yeah, Populator. You know, for a boxer <laughs> Populator.
0: Oh. All right, so yeah, we we are gonna stay focused on the Smilodon fatalis. That's, okay, that's the one we're talking about, and their claim to fame are their oversized canine teeth, which could get up to, and pro- probably even more, up to eight inches. Wow, it doesn't sound that big, but then like that's... do do it with your fingers real quick, yeah, you know, inch by inch. And Oh, that's a big yeah. That's yeah. that's big. Yeah. And if you think of it like modern It'll go through me,
1: <laughs> it would definitely
0: go through you. And modern tigers have like three inch canines, so it's more than double the size of modern day tigers. Oh wow! And they appeared, and the fossil this this one in particular uh, appeared about eight hundred thousand years ago, and then died out the same time as all the others around ten thousand years ago. Okay. There were. A, a lot of other saber-toothed cats have existed like several million years ago. Mm. So the, this type of species has been around a while. Yeah, and these and these saber-toothed cats were unlike any existing cats. There, there are no relatives uh, for them today either. The closest actual relative is an unusual one. It's actually the clouded leopard. Oh, which we've barely we've barely touched on the clouded leopards, but I really that's one of my favorite animals. So they're they're pretty unique, aren't they? Yeah, they're unique, and like pound for pound, they do have the largest fangs of of any of the animals. And there's some other similarities, but yeah, they're the closest relative that the um, saber teeth cats have, and their build and how they hunted is unlike any modern big cats as well. Ooh back in this time period, saber-toothed cats were the dominant cat species. Okay. Fossils of Smilodon have been found all over North America and even down into South America for the Fatalis. That's what we're okay. talking about. The uh, place with the most fossils have come from the La Brea Tar Pits Ah, here in L.A. I've been there. Have you? Okay, I was going to ask him. But uh, it it seems like such an odd spot to find fossils in downtown Los Angeles, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah. Actually, Hey, it was a hot spot back then, I guess. (laughs) And actually, more Smilodon fossils have been found at La Brea Tar Pits than any other animal except the dire wolf. Oh, interesting. Second most. And they've found around two thousand individual Smilodons from the La Brea Tar Pits. Wow! And it's also interesting that at the La Brea Tar Pits, more predators have been found than herbivores. It's like a ten-to-one ratio—more huh. predators than herbivores. So it's just opposite of what you'd think. Yeah. Uh, I also read uh, the environment of L.A. wasn't super different than what it was is today. It was probably a little bit more foresty, but not extremely different I, huh. from what I read. And we may have to dig a deeper dive into the La Brea tar pits sometime. Okay. Because I find it really interesting and I really don't know that much about it. Hmm. And I've never been there, but you have? Yeah. Do you have anything special? It's just,
2: I went there when I was really little. Um, how old was I? 10, 12, somewhere around there. Okay. But yeah. they Back when I went, they just had, uh, there was like this cage. Well, it wasn't a cage. It was fenced off and they had the actual tar pits there. And then they, but they put animatronics in it to show. Like, I could it. I, I've seen the pictures. I don't, I don't remember Where's if that? they moved or not. I can't remember. But they had statues or whatever in there. And then they made they would have sounds and stuff. Okay. Like they were there. I'm pretty sure they, they did. And then they had like a little museum thing where you can go into and, and it's like this is what it feels like trying to get out of out of the tar, oh, and that was okay. kind of neat. They had like this weight thing, and yeah. and uh, it used it was more based off uh, air suction, I think. But it was like uh, you're like, oh man, you couldn't get. Yeah, out. it was pretty tough. So it was interesting. I'll yeah. tell you that. I li-
0: definitely like to go there. Yeah. My best knowledge of it is from the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, uh, Last Action Hero. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> I just thought about that. I was like, oh, that, was- yeah, that happened there. That was an alright movie. That was okay. I, li- I liked that one. Yeah. All right, but uh, yes, yeah, Smilodon was all over North America, especially in the Mammoth Steppe region that we kind of talked about last episode. And like I said, Smilodon had a different build than modern cats. They were actually shorter than modern lions, huh. but much heavier. They're built like a brick shit house. They're that's they're just wide and oh, they're built okay. like a little tank. And their body type actually—it's—it's it's a very odd body type. It resembles like a hyena.
2: That's what oh.
0: I, is, in my opinion. Like when you look at it, it's like it's similar to a hyena and how it's built. Interesting. Uh, they have like really massive forelegs, super muscular, and the sh- they have and their back legs are shorter, kind of like a hyena, but their forearms are just massive. Like uh, it would make Hulk Hogan jealous by how massive <laughs> they are. And their necks are also extremely powerful and muscular. Oh. If you think of a hyena. Yeah. And now uh, put that on uh, a times 10, maybe. Okay. It's on a big ass cat with saber teeth. Interesting. So, yeah, shorter than a lion, but could be hundreds of pounds heavier. Wow. Just wide and muscly is what they were wow. like. And they were built like this for a reason. They are highly specialized hunters. Hmm. They also had a very short Bobcat-like tail. Now, this actually helps indicate that they weren't much for running. Okay. Um, tails help big cats maneuver and keep balance while they run. You know, like you see a cheetah, and they have like the longest tail, or a, and a snow leopard does too. But they have long tails to help them balance through their running. Okay. So it's likely that Smilodon used ambush hunting to catch prey instead of running after prey. Oh. They also had really big, like grappling hooks for paws. Like they're much bigger than lions today, larger than any big cats. They're huge, and they had this like um, little thumb on their the inside part that helped them hook. It was uh, just an extra little tool for them. Now their teeth are what you think of when you think of a saber-toothed cat, right? Yeah, Uh, their teeth are very interesting. Saber. Saber teeth are, they're an odd design, but saber toothed cats lived for millions of years. So it's obviously a design that worked, right? Yeah. It was a successful design. And Smilodon is believed to have uh, hunted very large prey, like bison, camels, horses, even mammoths and mastodons. They're hunting the largest things out there. Now how they hunted was they would ambush an animal and literally wrestle them to the ground using their massive forearms.
1: Hmm. Then
0: once the prey was in a, the the right position, likely likely um over their throat, they would deliver a f- quick and fatal bite to the throat with their hmm. just basically stabbing them in the where they need to do it on the throat.
1: So, okay. a, and
0: it's designed for a quick kill. But yeah, they they're wrestling They're just grabbing and holding on and forcing like a several thousand pound bison to the ground and delivering a fatal bite. That's crazy. It's actually really cool. Wow. So there was a study done by scientists to see what the bite force was of Smilodon and what what that would have been. And surprisingly, their bite force was only about half of what a modern lion's is. Oh, wow. So they do not... Like there was, they did in the test, like um, if they did the same bite force as a the lion, their lower jaw part would snap. Wow. So they don't have a very strong bite. Huh. Now, which is very interesting, huh? Yeah. But well, that's probably why they go for the throat. Yeah. It's well, yeah. the soft part. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But they were able, they they were able to open their jaws much wider. So, a modern lion can open its jaws about 65 degrees, uh-huh. which is pretty good on its yeah. own, right? Smilodon could open it about 120. Oh, wow. So, that's.
2: I think th- it would need to, though, to fit its teeth. It reminds me of like a <laughs> snake. Know?
0: Oh, that's true, yeah. But, yeah, that's that's how much it, it could open its mouth. Wow. And uh, all these adaptations made them a very successful predator. But then, killing things like. Um, the, like the large things that it was killing was uh, also quite risky to to go after those yeah. large animals. Their large canine teeth were actually quite delicate as well. oh wow the then and the teeth were shaped like knives. so if they they moved side to side, uh, while say like stuck in the prey, they uh-huh. could actually break the, easily break the teeth. Ooh. So if they're stuck in there and then the animal is trying to fight back and moving side to side, those teeth could snap. Oh wow! And also the the back part of the canine had edges to make cutting flesh easier. So kind of uh-huh. like steak knife on the back end of it. Yeah. Because they're they're literally shaped like knives. They're not all the way round. Oh okay. So they're shaped like knives so that's what makes them so if they were around they'd be a lot stronger but the sense yeah. they're knife shaped they're, they they could break so you know you can break a knife by pulling it hard enough yeah. same thing
1: yeah.
0: uh, they had to go for soft body parts when trying to kill If they didn't and uh, went for say the back of its prey, their large teeth could break off doing that as well okay that's why that's why it's believed that they went to the, the kill on the neck. Because it's a soft part. It just makes sense for that. And they want a quick kill. So it just makes sense for them to go for the neck. Yeah. Uh, Some actually think that they even went for the belly of the animal and disembowel its prey. Oh, geez. Uh, But that just, it doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't seem add up as good. It's very
1: sportsmanlike.
0: <laughs> I don't think they care about that, <laughs> but like it just they they and they did um, a little test in um, the documentary I watched and mm-hmm. it just didn't quite work out so it's oh. it's not necessarily debunked but it's more likely that they went through for the throat yeah. which makes more
2: sense yeah. to me anyway. I mean, if you go for the stomach, you, you can get trampled, you know. Yeah, it's it it just doesn't
0: quite add up. It, like the whole anatomy of Smilodon was designed to hunt just like this very uh, specialized predator. And they just using brute force to bring prey down and then stab it in the throat. Hmm. And no modern um, cats hunt like this at all. Interesting. Pretty cool though, huh? Yeah. And this hunting tactic may have worked against, against them in the long run. At the end of the ice age, when animals were dying off, including their large prey, they weren't able to adapt to killing smaller prey. Oh. Like, they couldn't even kill a rabbit if you think about Whoa, it. First off, yeah. they would have a hell of a time chasing one. Yeah. Because they're not much for running. And then, I mean, they could kill it with their paws, but it'd be hard to. I don't know. It just doesn't add up. So yeah. they're only killing large animals. Okay. Uh, an interesting thing is that some experts believe that Smilodon lived in uh, packs. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I say packs packs cuz i think they they were more like wolves than like lions okay so i'm not I'm, we're not saying pride we're going to say packs okay uh, and it's it's not known for sure but it's definitely a possibility that it was like this if they did live in packs it probably wasn't yeah not not it was probably wasn't very similar to lions probably more like wolves or maybe something t- entirely different okay. we we don't know for sure But when I say that because both males, I say that it wasn't like lions because both males and females were about the same size Hmm. and they both had the teeth and they were built for the same thing. So females wouldn't need the protection of a larger male if they were the same size, you know, like in the lion brides work, they work like that. So it probably wasn't like lions, but who knows for sure. Okay. And we also don't know exactly what they looked like in terms, like, we don't know what color they were. We don't okay. know, really know what any of them were. Yeah. Uh, any, like, their coat didn't, did their coats have patterns? Did they have stripes? Were they completely, Could were they pink? I uh, Who knows? <laughs> Neon green? Nobody really knows. But theory suggests that they may have been spotted similar to, say, like a jaguar. Okay. But once again, we are not sure on that. Hmm. And during this time in North America, Smilodon had many competitors. That's a, that's a big part of this, is because all the ones we're going over were competitors with each okay. other. Okay. And uh, as form- as formidable as uh, Smilodon was, it's not the biggest kid in the in the jungle gym. You know, uh, they competed with dire wolves, American lions, and the giant short-faced bear. Ooh. I remember we're, we're talking about that yeah. one too. so... And, he, and then again, then you got to throw humans in there as well. Oh, okay. So I wouldn't doubt that they had some interactions with humans. Can you imagine mm. just being, walking into a new land and you're like, what is that giant? <laughs> what are those two giant snake, steak knives doing on that big ass cat? No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what it, Mommy, can we keep it? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there's a, there's a video game called Far Cry. Uh, oh yeah. Which one? Far Cry Primal. Oh, okay. I think Primal where you play as like somebody from ten thousand years ago oh, and nice. you can train you can uh, make a- all the animals your pets. Oh awesome. And like you can make a saber toothed cat one and you can ride it. <laughs> oh nice. And then you also have like giant bears that you can do you can ride as well. Right on. That would sounds fun. Yeah, it does sound cool. I watched a couple of videos on it, because I was just searching on YouTube, but yeah, I came across that. I thought that looked pretty cool. Right on. Uh, um but it-, it would be interesting to say see like a, a fight between any of these predators. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, before we get to those other predators, let's quickly go over Smilodon in pop culture. I got a, a good amount of... Well, I want to say that I got a good amount of info from an older Nat Geo Wild documentary. It's like 45 minutes and on YouTube if anyone wants to check it out. I, I, there's actually... Um, documentary on several of these animals like they all have their own little documentary oh, okay. I got a lot of information from there so um, if anybody wants to learn more go check them out they're, they're all on YouTube okay but probably the most famous Smilodon in film is Diego from the Ice Age franchise and in the first film Diego actually lives with a pack of other Smilodons oh yeah so if I I didn't think I thought about that and then say oh maybe maybe they
2: did live in groups it's very likely that they lived in groups it mm-hmm. kind of makes sense yeah especially uh, since they're, you know they couldn't hunt themselves it was the ambush so well, they, they can could hunt force themselves. Yeah, well, so they would force you know kind of an ambush tactic possibly, like force yeah. them close to one that's waiting and boom that's that's a very good point Dave so
0: it. it's very likely that they were I, I don't doubt that they were but uh, yeah Diego he is voiced by Dennis Leary I like Dennis Leary he's yeah. funny um, th- those are still good movies. We talked about it more last week, so I we don't need, yeah. need to go into it. But uh, oh, Diego does have a love interest named Shira, voiced by Jennifer Lopez. Oh yeah, she can make anybody the love interest, <laughs> especially like that Super Bowl halftime show, huh? Oh man, what, what
2: I don't remember that one now. It was the last one, was it? Ah, oh. J Lo and Shakira. Whew, hot damn! Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. That yeah. was the best one. That was good, yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, and then uh, there was a sci-fi channel movie named Sabretooth. Ooh, nice. 2002, where scientists clone a Smilodon that escapes and kills a bunch of people out in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> I watched a clip from it, and it was really bad. But the the hero eventually kills it with a, a spear somehow.
2: Oh, interesting.
0: Well, in those movies, because they're you're working they don't have any the actors don't have an actual smile on to work it's all CGI yeah so they're like looking they're not reacting how you would react if a big ass cat was right in front of your face so that's what happens in those those B movies yeah but
2: the film has a 3.6 out of 10 (laughs) which is about what you would expect (laughs) sometimes I wonder if they film those like okay um, so pretend there's like this uh, this uh, giant cow in front of you (laughs) And then they're like, okay, they're like, good, good. Let's let's actually put a saber tooth. In it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they think this. They think this movie is about a killer cow. It's about a saber tooth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. Sharknado was really maybe they tricked him <laughs> with Sharknado too. A <laughs> uh,
0: uh, Smilodon is featured in the film Ten Thousand BC. We we mentioned that one before. Oh yeah. Uh, the main guy and his Smilodon and a Smilodon get trapped into a big hole. And then the, man, the main guy saves Smilodon from drowning, and then they become pals after or something. The Smilodon was way bigger than they really were, but that's okay. And then in the movie Alpha, talked about that one before. Oh, okay. The main guy and his his wolf are in a cave escaping hyenas, but this cave belongs to a saber-toothed cat. Oh. And the wolf fights, the, the wolf and the cat are fighting, and then the guy shoots it with his bow and arrow and like, close range. Um, I haven't seen Alpha, but
2: I haven't it seen looks it okay. either now. I wanted to see it. I thought I thought Kylie would like to see it too. She likes wolves. Yeah, and they're dire wolves. Hmm. So, got that as well.
1: Yeah.
0: And then I'll just there was a. I've mentioned this show before, a, the TV show called Zoo. You've oh, heard me mention yeah. it before. It's, it's yeah. on Netflix. It's got three seasons, and it's so. After the first season, it's just just ramps it up to oh. 11. This is the, the silliness kind of, but it's actually still really good, huh. but they, they have a saber. Obviously there's a saber tooth in it. Oh, <laughs> that's where all the animals turn on the people. Uh-huh. Uh, huh. but yeah, they're in like season two. They go to like an Island and that supposedly the saber tooth created the Island. Like these animals have like power. Oh, wow. So does, does it talk? To no, it no, it kills people, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but like they had a sloth that w- could create earthquakes. Uh, a saber tooth that it was, they were called like triple helix animals, and the, the saber tooth could create islands from volca- volcanoes.
2: This is sounding uh, uh, more like a, even worse than a B movie on sci fi. No, what? it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great show. You got to check it out. It's so silly, but it it is great. You'd think it was an animation or something, you know? <laughs> nope. Where the, you know, where they, and then the mouth wouldn't match what they're saying. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a <laughs> Japanese animation with English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's a really good show.
0: I recommend it's it's on Netflix still. I'll have to check it you out. You might have though. to check it out. Yeah. All right. So that is our coverage of Smilodon and saber cats. I'm now, what sure years? What when did they live? What years? They died at ten thousand years ago. Oh, okay. Same as most of them. Okay. And I, I'm sure there's a lot of information I wasn't able to cover, but overall, this is a very iconic Ice Age animal. One of the top, I would say, if not the first. Yeah. But uh, we're going to now move on to another predator. This is the largest of the bunch, the giant short faced bear. And they are really cool. Their uh, Latin name is Arctodus simus. Sound like that? Hmm. There are a couple species of short faced bear. Uh, but this is the most famous one. Like There were several different short-faced bears, but this is the most famous one. And keep in mind that when I was going through all this, I was like, oh, yeah, brown bears, polar bears, and all other living bears still lived during this time period. So it's, it's hard to remember that. But remember that all of them are still around okay. 10,000 years ago. They were just some of the ones that survived. Huh. Uh, and same with, like, cougars and jaguars. They lived during this time period, too, but they were able to survive huh. um, the extinction period that these some of these larger animals couldn't. Okay. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird if you think about it, because you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, grizzly bears were around then, and they survived. So, huh. anyway, but this bear was likely the largest uh, land mammal carnivore to a, uh, live in North America, or maybe even in the world, hmm. and they they lived all over North America in many different habitats, from the Yukon in Canada, all over the Lower Forty Eight states, and even down into Mexico. So, pretty much all over the continent. Okay. And like the Smilodon, uh, there have been fossils found at La Brea Tar Pits. But not nearly as many fossils have been found as Smilodon and Direwolves. Okay. Uh, like in the documentary, they they had a lot, like
1: uh,
0: lines and lines and lines of Direwolf and um, Smilodons, but then she had like three drawers of Short Faced Bear. That was it. Oh, okay. It. So this may suggest that a Short Faced Bear covered a very large territory. Okay. And a little more spacious. And I kind of picked up on something about America at the time. So it reminded me, it's a lot like how the Serengeti in Africa is today. Oh, okay. If you put it into that perspective, I think it makes a little more sense. Like uh, for wildlife and predators competing, all competing against each other. So they fight and steal from each other. So that's one way to think of America during this time, just like how Africa is now with all the different predators. Yeah. uh, So that's, that's how I like to think of it. Okay. And it's believed, so the bear is believed to have lived over one million years ago. And then, well, it was was one million years old. Like it lived a million years and then died 10,000 years ago, like all the others. Okay. And they get their short-faced name because, well, they have a short face. (laughs) Uh, Their snout just wasn't as long as uh, most bears today. That's pretty much what it is. And probably the closest living relative to a short faced bear is the South American spectacled bear. That's right. That's how you say it. Uh, We've briefly talked about them before. Uh, They're kind of a medium sized bear and they eat almost exclusively plants and fruits and nuts and things like that. They don't eat much meat. And they are mostly arboreal, living in trees. But uh, it looks-wise, looks they do resemble what a
2: short-faced bear, what we think they looked like. Okay. You know, a short-faced bear might look a lot like Bigfoot, if you think about it. No snout, you know. On two legs. Yep, yeah, it yeah. would.
0: So, more on that. Uh, the, short, the short-faced bear was, wasn't a medium size by any means. It was a XXXL oh, size. Wow. It, it was really a true giant. When walking on all fours, they could stand at six feet tall.
2: Oh, my goodness. That's
0: taller than us. Yeah. And to put that into perspective, a modern grizzly bear stands about three and a half, four feet high. Wow. Now, when they stand on two legs, they could get up to 11 to 12 feet. (laughs) That is so big. Wow. That's like a bear reaching up to the very top of the backboard on a basketball hoop. Yeah, that's crazy. It's just so big. And then their weight... Uh, they could weigh over a ton, wow. over 2000 pounds. That's just a massive, massive bear. Yeah. And so say like an average grizzly bear will weigh around 800 pounds. Gee. Uh, and then you do, you do have like Kodiak and polar bears that can get to, you know, 1200, uh-huh. maybe more, but still that's not 2000. No. or more. That's a huge difference. That's crazy. I like, I'll, And it's really interesting to see. Uh, I'll put a, uh, a picture on on our uh, Facebook and everything Okay. But to see the um, skull size comparisons of a short-faced bear and a grizzly. It's night and day difference. Oh, it's wow. like double the size. Crazy. So I'll, I'll definitely put up that picture on our uh, social media. Okay. These short-faced bears had a, a different build than modern bears. They had very long legs, and these legs were actually kind of thin. Like, longer legs than what you... You would think, like, damn, that bear's got some long legs if you saw a picture of it. Skip leg day, huh? (laughs) And these legs were built for different things. And these (laughs) legs were actually kind of thin to what you would think. Their leg bones are very long, but yeah, skinnier than you would think. Huh. So it's believed that they couldn't accelerate very quickly and could only chase prey in a straight line. If they had to make a quick, but if they had to make like a uh, quick turn while yeah. they were running, mm-hmm. their legs couldn't support this and could break their legs. Oh my goodness! But their their long legs did allow them to um, essentially jog they could they could they were excellent joggers you could oh. say they could jog at like a pace of like 8 miles per hour if they, they could do that very well without expect, um, expending too much energy huh. so this this allowed them to cover great distances okay this is this is called uh, locomotive efficiency yeah uh, th- another animal with really great locomotive efficiency are camels oh okay the way they run on their the They're loping kind of thing. Yeah, well, they run on both left feet at the same time, then right feet, then left feet. And that is okay. that's just how it works. Okay, so Dave, you might ask, well, if it couldn't catch prey, how did this giant bear eat? And this is probably the most interesting thing about them. Now it's believed that they didn't hunt for themselves. Hmm. They didn't just didn't do it. They were actually scavengers. Ah. And they adapted to be so big to intimidate other predators to give up their kills.
2: <laughs> makes sense. The big bullies the, the lunch Yeah, money. these
0: guys were the biggest kid in the jungle gym and would bully other predators to give up their kill. Like a bully makes kids give up their lunch money. <laughs> and there's nothing anybody could do about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what these guys were, the bully of North America. That's crazy. And evidence shows that they ate a vast array of different animals, which they stole, uh they could they could just walk up to say a pack of dire wolves or a couple smilodons stand on two feet and just scare them just scare them away for the most part or if they wanted to fight the bear would just kick some ass until they retreated you know (laughs) Uh, lots of animals do this actually lions will steal from hyenas hyenas steal from cheetahs Grizzly bears will steal from wolves today, and most of the time, like the wolves, just don't put up a fight. They just let it happen yeah. there's just nothing they can do. <laughs> but it happens all the time, uh, and these bears were the kings of it. Nice. And it appears that most scientists agree that they were mostly carnivores, similar to maybe a polar bear, okay. and they didn't eat much plants and berries like modern grizzlies. Okay. Which may have been their downfall oh. and why grizzlies survived and they didn't. Oh. That makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's believed that they needed about 35 pounds of meat a day. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. However, other scientists do say that they were omnivores like modern bears, but we don't, we're not 100% sure. But it does make sense that they would be more carnivorous and that's why they didn't adapt and survive. Yeah. Uh, another adaptation that all bears have is their incredible sense of smell, right? Bears yeah. are so good. Bears smell better than dogs. Wow. And it's believed that short faced bear was even better than modern bears at this. Ah. And it makes sense. If they are jogging around a big territory trying to sniff out a carcass, they would need some massive smelling power. And just everything added up to me about with the short-faced bear and how how it was. Yeah. And, you know, jog around, try to find some prey. Find some, some, maybe wolves killed, and then just scare them off. It just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched a, a video of a tame grizzly. That was uh, able to sniff out a hidden piece of chicken like half a mile away. Wow. And it wasn't, it was just a, a little piece. Of, it wasn't a very big piece of chicken, but it, without the trainers telling them, they just kind of let it go and watch it. And it eventually sniffed its way up to the chicken. It was oh, pretty wow. impressive. But that is the short faced bear. I really like them. Yeah. Uh, and I, I didn't know much about them going into this now they're one of my favorite prehistoric animals. Right on. They, yeah, they just dominated the land. they were <laughs> nice.
2: badass
0: bullies. I uh, yeah, hope everyone enjoyed, enjoyed learning about them because I know I definitely did. Yeah. Uh so now Dave, you have a surprise animal. Yeah. Maybe haven't mentioned what it was. I you did you told me it like last time but I forgot what it was. So yeah.
2: why don't you tell us all about it? Okay. So Picture this. Weighing at two thousand pounds. Okay. Like the the, uh, the short faced bear. Sporting arm sized fangs. Okay. okay. And looks like a pig. Looks like <laughs> a pig. <laughs> yeah. This is called the hell pig. The well hell that's pig? What, that's its nickname. It's called an antelodont. But yeah, it was oh, it was called I don't even the know if hell I've pig. Heard of them. Just cause it's yeah, well, just because of that, the hell you know? pig. It sounds like yeah. Yeah, it looks ugly thing. So anyway, it had a wide, long jaw like a crocodile, mouth completely full of teeth. Um, its face was just had thick bones to protect it during a fight. Um Jeez. It had a stocky frame, usually rounded in a hump. You know. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, no wonder this thing looks like a demon on on hooves. <laughs> you know, it's they called it the hell pig. But yeah, anyway, it grew up to two thousand pounds. Um, It was actually named the Deoden, or it's called Hostile or Dreadful. Nice name for it. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, the modern day Descendant would be known as the little tiny pug, you know. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But that's it was just this big, humongous, stocky thing with this wide, long jaw full of of It It was nuts. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, here's the skeleton right here. It looks like a buffalo. The body looks like a buffalo, yeah, and it's it's all of its teeth are sharp. So this thing was like yeah, a predator, right? Yeah, it's got right? this long jaw. Yeah, so yeah. Well, oddly enough, this i kind of cheating with this. It's an omnivore. Oh, that's but, fine. But yeah, here's here's what it, they think it looked like Jeez. with skin. It looks like a hyena pig. Yeah, it does, huh? It's crazy. But uh, oddly enough, this actually, the more, this more uh, I guess, it more closely relates to modern-day hippos uh-huh. than it does to a pig or another that. species. Because the yeah, mouth species. was really long and oh, big. Oh, yeah. So. yeah. It, was, it was huge. In fact, that's one of the things I want to get to. Sometimes in some of them, the, the mouth or the head alone was 35 to 45% of the whole uh, hell pig. The whole length of the helping. Yeah, that's how the massive size, or the mass of it. Oh, okay. Made up almost with well, 35 to 45% of the whole thing. <laughs> they were huge. So that makes
0: sense. It could be like a hippo. Yeah.
2: Arm. So they would just... And so they because they were just so big, uh, and they're, you know, crocodiles... Remember, crocodiles had some of the largest biting power. Well, they, they, they do. the strongest biting they power.
0: They have the strongest bite force of any animal.
2: Yeah. So it would just... Bite heads. It would just—that's <laughs> what it goes bite for. Heads? Yeah. What was it hunting? Boom, crush heads. Where did well, it live? Well, that's the thing. This—it lived. It started in Mongolia. They, they okay, used, so this isn't okay. Yeah. They, so they started Mongolia, but they made it all the way to North America, did they? They have them here, yeah. Jeez. But uh, yeah, so they—they think they had those, you know, the big teeth, but they—they they also have molars, and so they think they kind of think the teeth were for digging, and they used to eat roots, and that's oh, possibly okay. why they died out was because. You know, Those roots weren't years. around anymore. Yeah, something? when the Ice age, you know, after the ten thousand years when they started the plants weren't so big anymore, you know, and, yeah. and there wasn't as many as much fauna. That's they, exactly right. They that's what happened. Didn't huh? adapt their food source, perhaps. But they did they do show them biting other animals too. So that's why they think, yeah, they're probably omnivores. They that they did eat other creatures. Because huh. they had well pigs eat pigs eat meat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pigs eat anything. They'll they but can crush anything people. They eat bones, you know, everything. It's crazy. But, yeah, so they think, so yeah, the size of them were like uh, the smallest was like the size of a deer, and the largest was like a, the a Clydesdale. They were huge, I mean that's that's compared to <laughs> that's human a human yeah, a picture.
0: I'll definitely it's, put a um a picture of these guys on our profile, okay, or, yeah. Uh, Facebook and stuff as well.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah. So they were—they didn't look like something you'd want to mess with. It's just <laughs> hell no. You'd be like, what the heck? I'm not messing with a hell pig. Yeah, it was crazy, but they did have hooves—hooves hooves like a, um, a pig, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So anyway, they—they—they they, um, they could tear flesh. They could do that stuff, but they do think that they were digging for roots mainly. Is what they did. But they also think they were like hyenas and that they scavenged. Yeah, that they would you know just like the bear they'd come up to something else that makes it kill like, hey. yeah it's like want to fight you know yeah. I'll take it so I mean you don't want to mess with that thing so they have they've got them they've got them uh, um, uh, you know they would try to crush their heads even if they couldn't crush the head of, a, of the another predator mm-hmm. they would that would scare them because most predators mm-hmm. don't yeah. don't they don't go for head they go for soft parts and when they start when they get someone's head and can control it, that's the scary thing. So, predator would run off, you know, if you think about that. So, they were very intimidating in that way yeah, too. Yeah, just
0: like like the bear. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and they think they didn't. Uh, um, they would more they wait more wait for a predator, but they do. They did believe that they hunt because they um, paleontologists think that they used uh, zigzag patterns for hunting. So they didn't like run after prey and chase it. Mm-hmm. They were more strategic. They would zigzag around trying to keep from being seen kind of interesting yeah so they were they had some strategy to it they had a strong sense of smell you know like yeah Mm -hmm. like pigs do as well um but yeah they they would fight with each other i think that's mainly what they would Ah, fight with was themselves and their 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 eyes were sunk further back in as protection you know and like i said they would always go for the head and that's why their their skulls were so uh, uh they were like tanks you know yeah to protect from those crushing things, so that's what they would do. But they would do that to other predators too. They had bite marks on, um, uh, on, on uh, all the predators at the time. That I I, know I mean, they have. You know, they would they would say, "Oh, that's a bite mark from the hell pig." Yeah. You know, when they find fossils, when they find fossils. Yeah. yeah. So it's it, it was pretty interesting, um, to to think that. A pig yeah. could be one of the top predators. That's I wonder if really I wonder, if it, I wonder uh,
0: if it had any like predators against it. Like if a, maybe if the short-faced bear versus that thing.
2: That that would be interesting. But yeah, I don't think they they're probably the kind of things that don't try to tussle with each other. You know. Yeah, they probably stay out of each it, other's it was pretty. Yeah, it was a pretty top predator. Well, it wasn't even a. Pre, it was an omnivore, but it but was some top beast at the day. Yeah. 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 So it it uh yeah, you know, like I said, they they ended up dying out. They had died out. I think it was. Was it 19,000? No, they lived from 19,000 to, I think it was 10, 13, somewhere around there. But yeah, it was just when the fauna started dying just off. Just when the same as everything they they did, that we Yeah, talked about. Yeah, they went, but God, right, they, they, are, they, are, they are crazy looking. And Yeah. Oh man, that, that would be Some, not something I would want to see back no, in the day.
0: definitely. Well, you can get a lot of bacon off that
2: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Maybe Two you 2,000
0: pounds. Well, I, I, bet, I bet humans hunted them. That's true. I that humans be,
2: hunted everything. That would be tough, but they were bigger than a human. So much bigger. Yeah, that, that would, would be, be a tough thing. Humans
0: back then, they even had atlatls. What's that? That's a device that they used that so they could throw a spear really far, what and in very the world? accurately. Yeah, it's a. I'll have to show you. But it's a device you can put on your arm, and they're super efficient. But there's like a first mechanical op- operation that humans invented. Wow. So you get a small spear, and it's kind of like a slingshot spear. Or something okay. Sometimes. But you get it, and you can throw it, and it can go 100 miles an hour. Oh, my goodness. So they, that's why humans are top dogs. That's crazy. Because you can kill from a distance. Oh, like my goodness. Can, if a, one of those hell pigs came out you can just throw a shit ton of spears at
2: it oh that's that's so, true so that's why wow we're on top and hell pigs are <laughs> not they're gone yeah maybe yeah maybe man made them extinct then well, there,
0: <laughs> i think there is there's something to man once they
2: discovered that bacon they're just like oh <laughs> god more.
0: there is something to the aspect of man i think it was a, a it, it played a role okay. but it's not the whole thing uh-huh. I think climate change was the main thing, but then humans also killing off, killed a lot of the megafauna, like, say, oh, herbivores. Okay. And, but not all of I mean, I think I, I think, I think they, they played been. a role.
2: Yeah. I don't think there would have been enough humans around. No, I don't either. To do, to, it, but to it, do that. It, it was just, um, you know, ones that there just aren't a lot of anymore because of their food source. They probably easily killed yeah. them off, you know?
0: Yeah. And so then, yeah, but I think it's mostly climate change. But I do think humans had some kind of role in it. Yeah. All right. Well, great, Dave. I didn't know anything about a hell pig. and I, I bet nobody else did either, so <laughs> thanks for that information. That's yeah. good. All right, so now I wanted to do a favor for uh, Professor Cheetor, obviously. He asked if we would do a little coverage on some old cheetah species, and I happened to find two different species that we're going to go over real quick. Okay. First, we have the American cheetah. We had everything in America wow. back then. And naturally, they were uh, there were several different species of American cheetahs. Huh. So I'm just gonna kind of generalize them a bit. Okay. Uh, these guys were larger than modern cheetahs, but built similar and built to run. They could weigh around 150 to 200 pounds, which is wow. them. Big cheetah because modern cheetahs very they rarely get up to 150. They normally weigh like 50 to 120. Wow. So they're not nearly that big. And there isn't a ton of information out there on these cheetahs, but they also died out 10,000 years ago. Okay. Some scientists believe they may have been more closely related to cougars than modern yeah. cheetahs. Huh. And they developed from there. But there seems to be some conflicting opinions through scientists on that. Oh, really? But they hunted smaller animals than all the other like predators were, that we've been talking about. So they hunt like deer and pronghorn. Okay. In fact, these cheetahs were likely the only animal to be able to catch a pronghorn. Oh, really? Yeah, and I, I remember mentioning this one or two times before, but American pronghorn are actually the second fastest animal in the world. Wow. Uh, Behind modern cheetahs. So since there are no cheetahs in America anymore, pronghorns don't really have natural predators. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Nothing can catch them. I mean, that doesn't include, like, young, old, or injured ones, of course. Uh But, yeah, nothing can catch them anymore. Wolves? Nope. Bears? Nope. Unless you really sneak up on them, that'd be hard to do because they Uh live in prairies. Okay. But they... uh, These cheetahs, they are believed to have been equally as fast as modern cheetahs, or perhaps a little bit slower due to their size. Okay. But if you think about how fast a pronghorn is, you'd have to be as fast as a modern-day cheetah to catch one. So maybe they were the same. But yeah, 200-pound, 150, 200-pound cat, going that fast. That's crazy. Cheetahs can go 75 or more. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool to think about. Yeah. we had them here, and we have pronghorn
2: here in Utah, so we had American cheetah here in Utah. That's crazy. We had. I uh, uh, went to the San Diego Zoo, um, the the Wild Animal Park. You know, they had. I think, yeah, I think it was the Wild Animal Park. They had a cheetah there, and they had a a thing where they would do. Um, I don't remember if it was they would. What did they do? They had a little show thing with it. I don't remember if they got it to where it would do a quick burst, so you can see it run. Or whether it was just it would play, you know, they would have a dog go out and play with it. I couldn't remember which one. <laughs> Quite a difference though, but they would do that, and I missed it. So I was like, "Dang it!" But You're we talking did about the get thing to see where they chase something. Yeah. Oh, okay. But we did get to see the cheetah. It was it was out and roaming around close to where the where you can view them. You know, it was pretty neat. It's pretty neat. Oh, yeah, they're cool. They're, they're yeah, they're they really aren't that big. They're not. They're la- they're they're just well, they're kind of like lanky, a greyhound. You know? Yeah. They're built... They're runners. Yeah.
0: They're, they're built... They're built for speed is what they're built for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's actually a hard... Life as a cheetah sucks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you're the fastest to get something but you're but not strong enough you're to not hold strong it. Enough, yeah, exactly.
0: Every, everything steals from cheetahs. Like, well, even the um, well, African wild dogs steal from cheetahs. Oh, hyenas, gee. leopards, lions, everything steals from cheetahs. There's uh. nothing they can do about it but run away. But... but uh, the other cheetah species I wanted to mention was called the giant cheetah. Ooh. These guys actually lived in Europe and Asia. Fossils have been found in Germany, France, China, and India. Huh. Uh, they were built very similar to modern cheetahs, just larger. Huh. Uh, about double the size of modern-day cheetahs, and they can get around 220 pounds. Wow. And it's believed they hunted... Um, They hunted just modern just like modern cheetahs, but likely slower due to their larger size. But when cheetahs kill, they almost always use a throat clamp to suffocate their prey because they have weaker jaws than all the other cats. Okay. So they don't go for the jaw like a jaguar or the not the jaw, the skull like a jaguar. Or sometimes when lions are killing large prey, they'll cover the mouths. And the noses, uh, or yeah, cover the noses of like say a cape buffalo uh-huh. and slowly suffocate them. Oh, Could wow. take like
2: fifteen minutes. Oh my goodness! Yeah.
0: <laughs> but cheetahs—they use a throat clamp on okay. um, say like a uh, like gazelle. Which okay, they do. And all, all cheetahs, all cheetahs, after they make a kill, try to eat as like I said, as much as they can and as fast as they can, so another predator can't steal from them. Yeah, there's still, there was not a ton of info about these king cheetahs. Huh. I don't the know much more. Cheetahs. Yeah, there's not much more information other than that. Huh. Uh, but yeah, those are two cheetah species. Um, I just wanted to do that for Professor Cheetor. He'll appreciate that. Well, what's that? well what did you think of that, Professor?
2: Mm, Matt, I will give you a score of a... B
0: minus <laughs> And also I think you guys should do a whole episode on Cheetahs sometime.
2: B minus? What's a grading on uh, yeah. a curve there? Well that's that's that
0: was what I always got in college and everything anyway, so I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> it like a C plus B minus guy. <laughs> but well, he did have a good idea. Maybe we should do a whole yeah. episode on Cheetahs, because they are really cool animals. For yeah. Sure. So we'll have we will to do get sometime. on that quick. <laughs> There's a Dave pun for you. Your puns are like dad jokes.
2: <laughs>
1: They're horrible. <laughs>
0: okay, well Dave, we got uh, we've got one more Ice Age predator to cover this episode. Okay, our last predator will be the dire wolf. Ooh. In Latin, it's called Canis dirus. Hmm. Means fearsome dog. I think the name, the word "dire" is just pretty cool. Yeah, like dire wolf. That sounds there's just something to that that ring to it. I really like it. But uh, this is also one of the most famous Ice Age predators, and also the largest collection of fossils comes from La Brea tar pits. Hmm. At La Brea, there there have been over one million bones from 231 prehistoric species.
1: I forgot to mention that
0: earlier. And like I said, it's like 10 to 1 for predators, and it's believed that maybe why this is, is because a large herbivore would get trapped in the tar pits, right? Uh And then a predator, in this case a pack of dire wolves, thinking they have an easy meal, would go into the tar, and they themselves would get trapped. While trying to feed on this easy, this either dead or almost dead animal. Uh, maybe the entire pack would get trapped. Oh. Hence, why it could be ten to one is because due to that factor. Okay. Same with Smilodons. You know, there's a lot of Smilodons in La Brea, so maybe there was a couple of them going oh, after something, yeah. and then they fell into the tar pits as well, and everybody was trapped. Yeah, that would provide a stronger case for their uh, pack or group mentality. Yeah. You know, so that is as good as an explanation as anything. I think it makes perfect sense. Yeah. The way that the case is. And the quality and preservation of fossils at La Brea is second to none. I mean, it's preserved perfectly already. Yeah. And more than 3,500 individuals have been found at La Brea Tarpits direwolves.
1: Wow.
0: And like I said, Smilodon had 2,000, so second place, but direwolves had a lot more. And so their closest relative is the gray wolf. That still exists today and lived back then, too. So you got to, that's ah. another thing. You didn't think about that before, yeah, did no. you? But you think, yeah, the gray wolves lived then, too. Huh. Uh, but at La Brea, there have only been 15 gray wolf individuals found there. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So that kind of tells you, paints a picture, that dire wolves were more dominant back then. But when dire wolves disappeared, the gray wolves took over as top dog. Mm. Uh, you like that that was a yeah there you go
1: (laughs) stick with that
0: (laughs) (laughs) if you if you lived back then it would be very difficult to tell the two apart mostly the average size for a gray wolf well there's so many different subspecies of gray wolves but it's around 110 ish pounds this is an an average size they can get bigger to 150 or maybe more but uh the average size for a dire wolf was closer to 150, 170 pounds. So almost 25% bigger is what the experts say. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. And heavier. Uh, however, they were both about the same height. Huh. but Dire wolves will, were more robustly built. Okay. seems like that's the case with all of these animals, right? Yeah. Like Smilodon. But uh, that tells us that the dire wolf was a more powerful animal than the gray wolf. Other evidence shows that their bones were larger and thicker than and and were larger and thicker than the gray wolves, and also that their teeth were longer and their bite force was greater. Oh, okay. So it's just just a big uh, it's a gray wolf on steroids. <laughs> <you could> say <laughs> that. The differences are subtle but significant. You know. What okay. I mean? Yeah. And it, we but we do think that they lived much like modern wolves. Uh, lived in packs and had, you know, alpha male and female. Uh-huh. And dire wolves lived basically all over North America, Alaska, Canada, California, Florida, Texas, New York, Mexico, the Rockies, and even down to South America a little bit. So they lived a ton of places. Okay. So just like with that, so sizes. Could any animals that covers that big of territory the sizes um depend on which environment? Like they could be larger in some place, smaller than another, yeah. And it, it's likely the largest ones were in higher elevations and probably uh more up north, just like modern wolves. That's, okay, yeah. like we got there's some big ones in the Rockies, there's some big ones up north in like the Yukon. Yeah. I think the largest modern wolves are in the Yukon, okay. But the uh, the more muscular dire wolf gave it gave it more killing power hmm. so it must have preyed on large herbivores of the time um horses bison and and remember bison were bigger back then too yeah. but uh and maybe even mammoths wow but also uh other species like deer and elk and things like that it's not that you don't think about deer and elk either no. they were around back then too hmm uh, and it's believed they they hunted these large and dangerous animals, very much like gray wolves. And I don't know if you've seen a video of wolves hunting something like like a bison, yeah t- uh, today, but it's really fascinating to watch. So it probably they we believe that it would have been quite similar to what wolves are now. and they so when they hunt, they would target a herd of, say, let's just say bison. And then get them to stampede and try to find they what they would do. So they'd find the one, they'd pick one out that was maybe uh, old or sick or something, just wasn't keeping up. And they were able to pinpoint it and target that one. But their, their wolves were very intelligent. Yeah. And once they pick that target, all of the wolves will go after this one animal. Okay. And it could be a dozen or more wolves going after this one bison. Wow. And wolves specialize in endurance. It can cover very large distances. They basically try to wear the prey down until they can't run any longer.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: it's no easy task when you're dealing with giant herbivores and dangerous ones. Yeah. Uh, and many of the wolves, uh, would just like today, could be injured or killed while out on the hunt. And I read that there was one modern wolf hunt. I, think, I don't know where it was. I think Yellowstone area. Of gray wolves after a bison, and the chase lasted 36 hours. Oh my goodness! Isn't that unreal? Yeah, I mean, that's an extreme example, but shows the tenacity of wolves, and they will not give up. That's crazy.
2: 36 hours. That's You think about lions and hyenas; they'd just be like, "Yeah, you're not worth my time." Exactly. (laughs) So these wolves are really
0: good at distance running. That's crazy.
2: jeez more things probably like can't you just let it go (laughs) leave
0: me alone (laughs) it's been 36 hours uh but yeah and then you gotta remember that they were in the the american serengeti and they had tons of other predator competitions with everything else Mm. Uh, from animals that might try to steal or kill like smilodon and short-faced bears so keep that in mind too Mm. Uh, many of the fossils found show various injuries and not not just hunting injuries, but like infighting injuries, them fighting against each other. Oh, OK. Pack life for dire wolves was not always cooperative. Mm. It was it was a tough and cruel way of life. And but then you think about it, isn't life in, in general kind of tough and cruel? <laughs> <laughs> like for, Like for every species. Yeah. Except for maybe humans now. Gee, I, I don't know. Sometimes well, it, they, it is,
2: but they pray. On, sometimes I feel preyed on my own species. not
0: like, not like these cavemen, though, where you actually <laughs> had to go true. hunt your food and not and be like, well, there's a McDonald's like a block away. From
2: me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it's just like, whoa I made this money. No, I'll take that from you. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so wolf wolf pack life was not easy. And there is a hierarchy led by the toughest male and female. And it's a constant struggle for uh, to be for dominance, mm. uh, fighting sometimes to the death to be alpha. Wow, they
2: really do. Which is uh, modern wolves do that too. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing uh, one on YouTube. It was crazy. They like for some reason they just picked on one. Oh it's, yeah, this but... one wasn't an alpha fight. It was just they picked on one, went at it, and you're like, oh my goodness, that's so mean. Like all well, of them were on... after one, and oddly enough, it was okay. It came out okay, and I'm thinking, what the heck, man? The way they were after that, I thought it would have just been ripped to shreds. wolves are mean to
0: each other. Yeah. Yeah, there are so many similarities between dire and gray wolves, which makes it so interesting that the larger dire wolves died, and the smaller gray wolves survived and thrived without the dire wolves Mm. around.
2: Yeah, it's crazy, all the smaller ones, you know. It doesn't <laughs> pay to be the bigger, bigger the little, guy sometimes. The little guy finally makes it, yeah. Bigger isn't better always. Just thinking, 10,000 years, <laughs> I might be the dominant My species <laughs> will be dominant over you. Yeah. <laughs> the smaller ones. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we will definitely do a
0: two to three part series on wolves sometime. Okay. I mean, I've said that probably since we started. and It's on <laughs> the list. We just haven't done it yet. They're, uh, they're one of the co- coolest animals of all time, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: But dire wolves, uh, we got a little, oh, I'll talk about them in pop culture for a second. Okay. Maybe their most famous role was in the HBO series Game of Thrones.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. yeah. They were one of my favorite parts about the show. I just I think they're really cool. Yeah. Uh, well, the favorite parts behind all the boobs you get to see, but <laughs> dire wolves were my second favorite part about the series. <laughs> yeah. But, uh my favorite parts, not counting the private parts. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, all the all, all the Stark children receive a direwolf cub at the beginning of the first season, right? Yeah. Uh, some of the direwolves throughout the show, or all of them, I can't remember exactly, but most of them die, right? Yeah. I don't remember which ones lived or not.
2: Uh, but the, yeah, the yeah. direwolves in there. Do you remember? I think only one. Wasn't if it, I remember. Was right. it Jon Snow's? No, it was um, our. Uh, aria is that the one the, aria, little, okay. the little girl yeah. the little one yeah okay. i think hers was the one that survived went off and ended up becoming alpha to another pack of, that's, of wolves. i think you're right yeah, yeah i think you're right. but uh yeah it was interesting yeah.
0: the direwolves in there are really cool they're much larger than they would have been in real life but that's okay it's sci-fi yeah. <laughs> um and then when i was uh searching just kind of i was i like to look for the shitty b movies <laughs> yeah and i found one nice There is a 2009 movie called Dino Wolf. (laughs) Nice. I'm going to read you the synopsis. Okay. All right. A vicious, genetically modified creature that's half human and half direwolf escapes (laughs) from a research facility so it can go on a murderous rampage in a quiet rural community. (laughs) It's up to the easygoing Sheriff Parker, eager game warden Jim... And a couple of government agents to stop the beast before it got too out of hand.
2: <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> that's just, like, the template for all of these movies. <laughs> it escapes from a research facility. That seems yeah. to be the main one. Check. <laughs> got it. <laughs> yeah, what else? <laughs> check part of all these. 3.5 stars? Check. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's part of it, too. Because that's what it got. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I didn't watch anything on this one, but it was oh. weird. I still like the uh, the one from last episode with the mammoth from like the the, cre- the thing from space, the alien from space, like a symbiote could change in change it into a mammoth oh, because it was the first okay. thing it came yeah. in contact with or something. That one was pretty good. <laughs> nice. Yeah, they're all silly, but they're they're fun in their own right. Yeah, they have their place. Uh, that's all I remember. Oh, besides the movie Alpha, where. Oh, okay, yeah. And the dire wolves, and
2: there, I'm sure there was d-
0: dire wolves in 10,000 BC too, but I can't remember them.
2: I would, I thought. Well, I would. Well, they had wolves, they had, or at least they had a wolf, a wolf at least, didn't they? I'm sure, but they, I yeah. can't remember if it would have been a dire wolf or not. I'm sure it would have. Yeah. If you're back then, you're gonna call it a dire wolf because they're bigger. So. Yeah, because you're not gonna be like, oh, look at this little creature compared to these massive yeah, ones. Yeah,
0: they're not gonna. Nobody cares. <laughs> they the big
2: ones. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, that's what I found. Uh, I just wanna. I recommend, again, that if people are interest, more interested in learning more about some of these animals, uh, Nat Geo did a documentary on a Smile It Short-Faced Bear, and Dire Wolves. Uh, all are on YouTube. They're really good, and I got a bunch of my information from there, so go check that out if you want. Okay. And, Dave, that is going to wrap up the episode. Hey. Uh, I don't know about you, but
2: I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. I, this is yeah. some of my That's favorite fun. stuff
0: to get into. I didn't know how much fun I would have, but I learned a lot. I feel like I'm an expert.
2: Nice. I'm the expert of the Ice Age. I am an Ice Age expert now. <laughs> Those jobs are extinct, Matt. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: Jesus. <laughs> uh, I hope everyone enjoyed our uh, Ice Age Predators coverage. Uh, I, I, I definitely did. I, I I learned so much in my research that I do think I am an expert now. Nice. Uh, but I hope everyone else learned some cool new things as well. I did. Good. Uh, and so, like I said, we... Uh, well within the next couple of days we'll do a little bonus episode, maybe about twenty minutes or so on a terror birds kind of just because I didn't have it ready because it was already long enough anyway. Okay. So yeah, we'll do a little episode on terror birds, which are really cool animals and you're I bet you're excited about I'm looking enough. forward to it, yeah. Okay. Um after that, I have a few ideas. We could do invasive animals. I've been wanting to cover that for a while. Or a new idea I had recently, uh, recently extinct animals.
1: Oh, okay. So you can talk
0: about, like, the thylacine, the Tasmanian tiger. Oh, okay. Or, like, like the dodo bird. Oh. (laughs) They really were dumb. (laughs) (laughs) I remember, there are dodo birds in Ice Age, too, and, of course, it's a dumb character.
2: Oh, okay.
0: um, Or we could do some kind of attack-themed episode, because, we haven't really done that in a little bit. Okay. Attacks. Yeah. I've been thinking about doing another bear attack episode, just all bear attacks. Oh, okay. Because that's actually, we did we done one of them, and that's our second highest rated episode. Oh, wow. Now. Okay. So we might do another bear thing coming soon. And then we also have our um, anniversary episode coming soon sometime uh, the next the next Jeez. few episodes we don't have to be exact with it so
1: let's do let's do Maybe, we'll probably
0: do it episode 85 our anniversary i like okay. a nice okay. round number for it yeah so well, episode 85 will be our anniversary episode so any everybody uh send us uh, if you have a cool story send it to us and we'll, we'll play it uh, on that episode we'll read it out we already had somebody do it so yeah that's really good and we try to load it up as much as we can we don't have that many so people send us some stories And also, Dave, we have a few shout-outs to give. Hey! First, we want to to thank Nathan from Hawaii. Nathan from Hawaii! Uh, He sent us a very nice message on Instagram. Hey! So, thank you very much, Nathan. Aloha! Aloha! (laughs) Uh, Then we want to thank Allie Balls. Allie Balls! (laughs) From uh, Apple Podcasts. I'm going to guess... I wanted to guess it's a she, so... (laughs) <laughs> she said some nice things as well right so thank on. you and then also crack man crack man <laughs> got some alley balls and <laughs> crack man
1: nice. that's a tag a team superheroes right? yeah a tag team <laughs>
0: He he said to keep up the good work, fellas. Right on. <laughs> Alley balls and crack, man. <laughs> That's a good name. Nice, yeah, it is. Uh, I, on day, oh, for, we did get another one-star review though. Oh, we did. Yeah, let's hear it. This one was actually kind of funny. Okay. <laughs> Cause, uh, so I'll, I'll read it. I'll read it to him. Okay. Well, first he said bad. Okay. Then he said, one host just reads poorly off a paper while the other goes <laughs> to every mild quip. <laughs> That's the whole show. Well, he kind of is, isn't it? <laughs> I he's thought, he's I got a point there because it's kind of true. Yes, yeah,
2: <laughs> it is kind of that. Is kind of
0: obviously he didn't. He totally nailed me. <laughs> obviously, he didn't count for all the hard work and research I do. Yeah, because I do a lot. I really and the do. fun stuff, yeah. Uh, you you have the best job. Yeah. Well, and Dave does all the editing, but yeah, some people yeah. are just dicks. Yeah,
2: yeah. Maybe he had a bad day. He had a one star day. I don't care about it. Took day. it out on screw his day. On the podcast. But, <laughs> uh, yes, thank you to all the
0: good reviews. Yeah, thank you. So Dave, if people want to contribute to the show,
2: what is something that they can do? Go to iTunes, Apple Podcast, wherever you listen to, subscribe, rate review, give us five stars, say something you like, you know. Really helps us build more tension, gain more listeners. And also if you got a little extra change laying around the house and you don't want to invest it in the stock market, or as I like to call it, the tar pit right now. <laughs> you, you always pull do- a good one out. <laughs> you can donate to us. <laughs> Very good. You can donate you always
0: pull a good one out. Those <laughs> are your <laughs> best ones you any yeah but you can uh, go to PayPal. You can find us by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com, or on Venmo on my personal account, Matthew-Hamilton-51, and all the info is on in the description below. And like we were saying to all the listeners, feel free to contact us if you ever want to. Tell us a cool animal-related story of you or someone you know. Or if you just want to suggest an episode idea, say hi, ask a question, please feel free. You can email us or message us on Facebook. Uh, Also help us grow by recommending us to family and friends. Tell them we are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, all the platforms we need to be on. Dave, do you have anything else to add? No, I'm good. Well, uh, how about you, Professor? Hmm, if I was giving your podcast a grade, I would give it a... B (laughs) minus. Okay, well, yeah, thanks. I'm I'm used to B minus, so that's (laughs) fine. This is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. Be a part of building us up. And we will see you probably later this week. Okay, bye.